You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Audition, side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey guys, it's Rory. How's everyone doing? Welcome to Living the Dream. I have a really, really awesome guest this week. I'm so excited. I've been trying to make this work out. He's a busy, busy guy. Christopher Jackson is talking with me this week. Uh, you know, he's in between a new TV show, Bull on CBS, and uh, that show Hamilton that he does at the same time, and a family. Um, he's he's the best. He's such, such a good guy. You know he's been in a bunch of Broadway shows, including, uh, of course, In the Heights, which is what I knew him from, and what so many of us knew him from originally, and now plays George Washington in Hamilton. And he is so talented, so incredible in the show, but to have gotten to know him over the past seven months since I've been in in Hamilton, he is such a stand-up dude, you know? I don't know what else to call him. He's just, he's uh, remarkable and a leader, and, you know, I love that I get to talk with him about that. Um... And kind of hear his theories on on uh, why he does what he does, and you know his he's got really good uh, standards on on what why we are on a stage and what our responsibility is as actors in telling a story. And uh, I'm glad I get to share that with you this this really really awesome conversation um, and the ups and downs and the craziness of being in Hamilton, which is something I've gotten to only have a a taste of. He was there from the beginning and he knows Lynn and, and that whole team that put this show together. They're all brothers, friends, and it's really interesting to hear what he has to say about it. I'm also working on a solo show, Out of the Basement. It's my debut solo show at 54 Below and I am so excited the music we're putting together is so much fun. So much of it came from what I used to listen to as a kid in my basement in Cleveland when I was growing up, an only child. No friends, just really putting on musicals for myself, by myself, playing all the different roles. And the show is kind of, uh, you know, a tribute to that and to a bunch of other things as well. Um, but I'm going to be doing some some Disney, some Bette Midler, and uh, a bunch of other really campy, fun, and and uh, crazy musical numbers. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a blast. And if you can make it, um, you should come uh, December 11th and 12th at 54 Below. Um, it's also like I want to talk about that on the podcast because it's really scary to do something that is on your own. Obviously, I have a wonderful musical musical director, Stephen Remus, and folks that are, are helping me out. Um, my director is Darren Katz, and I have a choreographer, Mr. Will Taylor, my good friend from college, and we're mo- working on some movement so that I can have some movement. But it's... I'm deciding what it is and writing it and putting together the songs and it's just so scary you know I always think that I'm going to get over the 
fear of putting something out there, but I'm, I never do. And maybe that's just part of it. You just have to like acknowledge the fear and embrace it, give it a big hug and say, it's going to be all right. We're going to do this. And you're just going to have to sit in the back seat. Um, because I'm always scared. I always, I'm like, why am I doing this? This is crazy. I could just be watching Netflix. (laughs) Um, but it's such a great opportunity and I'm really excited for it, even though I'm scared and I hope, uh, you can come. And here is my interview with Christopher Jackson. Hi. Hi. Um, so this is a big week for you. The last week of Hamilton. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Sure. Just yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. And not ambivalent about it. You yeah. know, um, it's been such an awesome, awesome experience. Like every single day has been wonderful and trying and. It, it just tests you every single day, and, yeah. as you know. And and um, I haven't had a chance to like smell any of the roses, like none of them. I've just been looking at them as as the you know as the train is sort of. Can we just mix any more metaphors? Um, Which <laughs> it's just been moving so fast for, for a so long, long time, for so long. Yeah. And after a while, the only thing that that pulls you out of it is the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's sort of—it's a strange thing. I've never experienced anything like it, like yeah. anything close to it. Nothing. You know, I might have been—I was—I was happier than this when my children were born and when my wife decided to marry me. But yeah. outside of that, like every day has been another thing. You yeah. know, another wonderful experience, or you know, and and uh, and I just haven't had a chance to adequately enjoy it. Yeah. You know, as someone who, as the rest of the world. Right, you've been in a bubble. Yeah, that gets to come and see it and then, you know, walk away and sort of process it. There's been no processing. Right, right. It's hard to when you're in it, when you're in the eight times a week maintenance. And it also becomes difficult to to meet the enthusiasm of people outside of the stage, off the stage. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that relationship that we have with the audience... Out it's, there, it's, it's very it's, it's unique. E- but it, but there, but there are like there are fences there, so it's easier to kind of like appreciate that enthusiasm as the work is going on, as opposed to you know walking down the street and someone grabbing you know my sweatshirt right while I'm walking to the gym. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's a strange kind of thing. And that's, I mean, as much as in the Heights was such a huge hit, this this has got to be a different different stratosphere. Strategy. Complete. It doesn't. Yeah. The two experiences don't even. Don't they don't come close to one another? Yeah. And and in a lot of respects, heights. Um, heights hits me in a completely different place than this show does. Right. Emotionally, uh, as Chris, you know, mm-hmm. as a fan of the theater and as, as a spectator, an audience member, an actor, like it, it clicks all of the boxes. And this is a completely. This this creates boxes for them to be checked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. I never I just never experienced anything. Like well, this. it's it's almost impossible for anyone to have experienced something like this before in yeah. Broadway because there hasn't been something like this before. Right. So you know, I walked into it thinking <laughs> I was in the Book of Mormon. I kind of get what a big hit is. You know, mm-hmm. I'll be fine. And I really truly found myself overwhelmed, especially that period between the. Uh, 
the Tonys and the the uh, July 9th date when Lynn yeah, left, yeah. the pandemonium around the theater it it felt unnerving yeah. at points. Like you know, it is yeah. it's beautiful and it's wonderful, but there were moments where I was I was a little anxious. Yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't say a little. I was really anxious. Yeah. And I can only imagine, it was, it was then when I realized what I had walked into, where you guys had been experiencing that for a year. Yeah. Well, I think maybe it could be argued that it was maybe a little easier for us only because we had been in that for a while. Right. You were, yeah. you were in a, you saw it happen over a period of time? It's, yeah, or, or, or it's, 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 the, it's the idea of like, you know, when you're, in the ocean and you're standing out there, you're up to your, your waist and you turn around because someone, one of your friends, you know, yells to you from the beach. Yeah. And just as you're about to turn around, that wave just sort of smacks right. you over the head and you're completely like submerged. Yeah. And you come up and it was exhilarating like, oh my God. And th that happened 20 times a day. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> you know? I felt that, I felt that in, in, in where I am in the show. So I can't imagine yeah. you. And, and, and you guys, it's it's amazing. And so a lot of what we talk about on this podcast are the dealing with the ups and the downs. And certainly Hamilton is a, an up, you know, in the, in the overall. It's got a lot of its challenges and things that you have to deal with to stay grounded. Yeah. But um, what are some of the, you know, you haven't always been in Hamilton before getting here, before getting into in the Heights, what was your story into getting into this business? And Oh, well, um, I moved to New York when I was 17, and I went to AMDA, uh -huh. American Where did you move from? Academy. I moved from Cairo, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't one of those kids that was in theater my whole high school life, right. you know? Like, I wanted to play sports. I was, that's where my heart was, and I loved singing, but there was so much of me that I was still trying to find. Yeah. You know, coming from where I come from and the home situation that I had. Um, and New York really represented an opportunity for me to just, to to walk down the street in my own skin. You know, after coming from a very small town in Southern Illinois, like it was a real, uh, uh, it's it sort of, the search had begun. Yeah. The moment that I, you know, that my mom, you know, shut the door and they drove away. Right. You know, like that was, um, for me, being you know uh, a fairly difficult child, child childhood, um, to the extent that emotionally for me there was a lot of conflict in my house, and so right. um, I was constantly escaping or constantly looking for my identity, not just in my friends or in my community, but just for myself, you know, right. and and didn't have a lot of guidance in that respect, and so being in New York gave me an opportunity and being in the theater gave me an opportunity to say okay this is somewhere this is a, a, a this is a craft in which and, and a life in which I feel like I can I can I, I can find identity in yeah and I can I can strive for excellence and and actually see you know uh, that work reflected in the kind of work that I get to do right you know you um, and you so you kind of looked at it as like a sport, as an, or as an athlete. I absolutely, I still I do. S I see that. Yeah, I still in do. you right now. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, I see that. You know, and and it's it create it, it created a great framework for me to kind of understand the the the, the process by which you have to pass through certain you yeah. know, gauntlets to get to, to through and to the next level. Yeah. Um, my first Broadway show was The Lion King in May of '97, wow. 
and um, that I was was twenty. Right. I was, was twenty one okay, when I booked the job, uh, and I was cast as the understudy for Simba and in the ensemble. And you know, you talk about you talk about big shows like Lion King is a bench is one of those sort of like benchmark shows right. of the modern Broadway era, and that it. It, the pageantry, the, the sheer size, the fact that Disney is the one that produced it, like all of these amazing things. Um, the fact that it was a black show. Right. You know, um, it, looking back on it now, and, and, you know, Hamilton is my seventh Broadway show, you know, 20 years later. Right. It's crazy to me how, um, how I've managed to navigate through that yeah. whole time. Um, and I wish if if there was one show that that I've been a, pa- a part of that has prepared me for this experience, it was Lion King, yeah. because then I was in the ensemble and I was watching you know principals doing all publicity and press like that's they don't teach you about that in school no. you know and so I was watching them and learning how that sort of the ebb and flow and how fast things go and then right. the recognition you know and then my friend Heather goes and does something like Aida that is sort of you know like this amazing. You know, yeah. uh, moment. Right. You know, um, and then I left Lion King uh, after almost five years. I, I eventually moved on to do Simba there, so I was, you know, my first principal role at like right. twenty-four. Jeez. And I did that for several years. Had knee surgeries and physical and some injuries from the show and things like that. And but by the time that I had finished um, finished my run at Lion King, I found quite a bit of disillusionment about what I perceived the business to be and what my place was in it. And yeah. um, I just felt like um, there, there was a time where I felt like I didn't know if this was going to work out. Right. At you 24. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you were having that moment on Broadway. Yeah. 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 yeah I, well, I, because, you know, like you get here and you think, that, and here's the thing, like I always tell people now, you know, getting the work is, is a difficult thing. But working when you when you have the job is something that you have to. It, it's a humbling thing because you're being asked to do the same thing that twenty other people on stage are doing, and you're doing it and you're killing it. But you may be working harder than you need to, right. or you may not be as focused about the. It, it's an, it's all about the particulars and the details of, of how we approach our work every day. That makes all the difference in the world. Like right. one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing another actor cut up on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the little sure. theater sports that, that, that actors do. But, you know, to me, like, it's really not that difficult to focus like that for, for in this show, two hours and 42 minutes. It's not I, difficult. It, no, it's, it's not. Hard, it's hard. But it's but a it's choice not, that you yeah, have to make, yeah. you know. And no, I, think I that, get that. And I think that, but that's, you see yourself in a leadership position of the team. And yeah. I, I see that, you know, like, it's, it, it's funny because when I came back to see the show, after I was asked to be in it, the first time I saw it, I uh, called up my husband and he was like, is it still as amazing as we thought, right. it, you know, thought it was? You know, right. we're going to make this whole big life change right. for this amazing show. And I said, yeah, and uh, Christopher Jackson is giving you a thousand percent oh, on a matinee. <laughs> like, I remember yeah. seeing you up on the uh, top level dancing with your cape. You were whipping it around. I was like, this man on a matinee <laughs> in March 
is giving every single fiber of his being yeah. to this performance. I, I say this, and I don't say this just because, you know, we're recording it. Like, the one thing, I, you know, I was blessed to work with some, some, some men and women that had been in this business longer than I had been alive at that point. Yeah. You know, I'd been, had been in, on Broadway in the 60s and in the 70s and yeah. knew, had seen, you know, the opportunities that had been created in the sh great shift in, of, 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 of society and theater and mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And I never saw them play around. Yeah. I never saw them take a, a second off because it's not that hard to do. Right. Um, it's simply a matter of, of realizing the importance of the, the, the power that you wield on a stage over an audience. And if you've asked them to like suspend disbelief for a while, you just can't let them down. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and, and physically it's hard and mentally it's hard and emotionally it gets, you know, training, but Think about what it's like to be, you know, a 15-year-old kid who's got a, you know, who's been raised by a single mother yeah. who doesn't have 150 bucks per, for, you know, for two or three or four tickets, but somehow out of, they've made a way out of no way, and they're sitting there today. Mm -hmm. And I've been in an audience where I've seen an actor take off, and I've gotten up and I've left. Yeah. Because there's just nothing more disrespectful than that to me. Yeah. Because I can't watch the show the same way. Right. I have to believe that everybody is in the world that you've created. And the right. second that I see a, a just a quick little turn to the right leave or the, the world. left, leave the world, yeah. like, oh, you don't care about me now. Yeah. Well, this now I have to go. Yeah. The relationship that we have has now been yeah. damaged. And rather than, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, I, I say all of that to say, like, every day that I've come here, you know, there. there this show has has and and being on the stage in general it it serves as salvation for me it serves as my therapy it serves as my insight into my own character into the character of the of the people that I work with and the character and of the of the ghosts that we honor that have gone long before us that but but because of their work we're standing here today it's yeah. it, it's a very sacred space to me um in a world worth Spaces like that don't exist. Right. Very, very. They're they're few and far between. Yeah. You know, and so, you know. To me, the the greatest honor that I can have is the respect of my peers. Right. And the greatest gift that I can give to another actor on stage is my respect, because mm -hmm. that respect puts me in a position to support you in the best possible way. Yeah. And that's not something that you get watching American Idol or, mm -hmm. or a live version of some show on you know on. On TV, or, right. or you don't like you don't get those little things, and no teacher can teach you that. That's that's something that you'll that's a lesson that if you're lucky you'll get it, yeah, and you'll take it to heart, or you'll may have to wait if ever for it to come back around. And right, that's sort of. Um, so theater for me has always um, has always just been it's always been that that space that that rescued me from the, the moments that I that I may not have been able to handle yeah. outside of. You know, in, in as a civilian yeah. in the world, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that you're. I would. I wouldn't say it's a high <coughs> standard. It's just the standard. No, it's. You it, know, it's, I don't it's, think. It's, I don't it's think it's high. high. It's not it's, because it's. It is. It is. It is something that is required of us. Right. You know, and and for the most part, that's that's the standard that we meet. Yeah. By being brave enough to offer what, our work on stage every right. night. Right. But know? I would say that it is. 
it, you are that person, that, the, that teacher that you had, that had the experience that you learned from. You are that person for so many people in this building at the Richard Rogers. Well, I think I, that I you are so. a leader, Maybe. you know, and that, um, you know, you lead a prayer circle before every show. Yeah. And I'm in that prayer circle every show. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know who I'm praying to exactly, yeah, but, but I'll right. tell you what, right, I, I know right, that I am communing with my team before we go out on the field. Yep. You know, that's what it feels like to that's me. That's what it is, though. You know? That's what it is. It's, it's, in, yeah. it, it's as intrinsic uh, uh, an exercise yeah. as anything that we'll do upstairs. Because, yeah. you know, God forbid anything goes wrong, we are all we got. Yeah. God forbid, you know, someone hurts themselves. Mm-hmm. I want the first person that, that, that's got their arm around me to be one of my brothers and right. sisters on stage. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and things go wrong and yeah, we are here to carry each time, other. You know, but... but we're here to care for each other as we care for the audience. Yeah, you know, and and there's something about just holding a hand, taking a breath together, and yeah, and and just recommitting ourselves to, to the work. It's you know? actually it's really helped me because it keeps me present. It's, Absolutely, it's it's like waking me up and say, "Hey, it's a yeah. new show." Yeah, wake up, you know. And usually you say something like, "There's a kid out in that audience." That's it's true. Who we're doing it for today, and you know, it's it's incredibly helpful because you know you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of shows and they can all kind of become the same thing yeah. but uh, every single one is a new game yeah it is <laughs> and you know also like you know it's one thing there's 150 people that make this show work every night yeah. but you're, there's 1300 people out there and there's a lot there's a lot of emotional energy there's a lot of of Someone out there is confused. Someone out there is hurt. Right. Someone out there is exhilarated. Someone out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's there's never been a study. I don't know if there's a word for it, but we feel all of that. It's true. You know, that being upstairs, yeah. standing in that under that proscenium on an open stage, like you feel all of that. You you are constantly processing all of that emotional and spiritual information. Yeah. So it always is. I always found it's also good to be. You know. It's always good to just feel and, and absorb and, and have that covering so that you're, you are protected as you offer yourself right. to all those folks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've also had to do a lot of juggling in your personal life and your professional life, at least since I've been here, because yeah. Yeah. you are doing a TV show mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah. Bull, Bull on CBS. CBS. Mm-hmm. It's a hit Who already. It's crazy. A big it's, hit. it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're already a huge Broadway star and soon to be just a household name on TV. I'm sure of it. And um, and you also have a family. Yeah. You have kids yeah, and a wife. Yeah. So you know that to to me is just so impressive to be able to be as present as you are here to put the commitment in. N- while on top of that, you have so many other commitments at home. And it's not just to uh, the team, to the cast. It's to the people at the stage door, Chris. Yeah. I mean, you are, I mean, I'm not just saying this because you're about to walk out the door. But there, I am amazed at how much time you take to say hello to every single fan, to go out that stage door every night and take the time to say thank you and to uh, appreciate what they've given you that night, knowing that you have kids, that you have a family, knowing that you have another job that you're starting to have to really yeah. give a lot of time to. Well, okay, it becomes easier when I like I compartmentalize everything, right? Uh-huh. It becomes a lot easier when 
if you just break it down to like on like a macro level, like you walk out of the stage door and there are probably 100, 150 people there. Mm-hmm. Of those 150 people, you're going to sign 75 to 100 autographs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of that group, there's always, there's always between 5 and, and 15 or so kids under the age of 15. Right. Who, for the rest of their lives, are going to talk about that moment, mm-hmm. right? So people, you're, you're like the third or fourth person in the last few days that have mentioned, like, somebody tweeted it to me, I guess maybe that's why it's on my mind, mm-hmm. but like, you took the time to look me in my eye and say thank you and ask right. my name, right? Now, if I'm going to walk down that line and just, gonna, just sign the autographs and then yeah. be out, that's, that's understandable and, I'm, you know, that's fine. Right. But if you take 20 more seconds, man, you've brought the whole experience full circle. Right. Because whoever's sitting out there has been waiting for, more than likely, for months Mm-hmm. Has been listening to the soundtrack. Has been gobbling up anything they can on inter- on the in- on internet, like yeah. following Twitter, Instagram, all all of the outlets or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm a 15 year old kid, I'm on my computer and I'm looking up every single, just like I did with like memorizing the backs of baseball cards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could always tell. I could tell you what Daryl Strawberry hit in '87. <laughs> you know, like it was that that was my thing, right? It was all yeah. that kind of data. But all of this new stuff is out now, and and. So here we are, it's like this, this, um, this experience has happened, it's never going to happen again, and this kid is standing there, Yeah. and all I've got to do is sign an autograph, and while I'm here, let me just say hi. Yeah. You know, be a, be a, be a human being. Right, but now, that... I haven't done it a thousand percent of the time. There have been nights where I've had, a, like, I got a six o'clock call. Yeah. I, don't, I can't take pictures tonight, right. but well, I can sign, and, and by the end of the time I get to the end of the line, I'm, I'm taking pictures and doing the whole thing. Right. But... I just I enjoy that part. It right. is a full circle thing. There were a few instances in my life growing up where I got to meet an athlete that I just watched play a game. Right. And it was always a little disappointing because they're a person now and they're going about their business and they're doing their thing, right? Yeah. But I don't know, it just feels like the right thing to do. It feels like the human thing to do. And yeah. and if you take two seconds to put yourself in that position, like people have said some astounding just the most beautiful things to me. Yeah. You know, I had a veteran who come up to me uh, this last summer. It's like, you know, I served in Iraq. I did three tours in Iraq. And I just want to say, like, whether it's your intention to or not, you do a, you honor us. Wow. You honor soldiers. You honor, you honored my, my work. You've honored my injury, my sacrifice. And I'm like, that's, that's the kind of thing that stops you cold because look, we're, 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 we're acting on stage. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's a real, you know, there's real honor in that. But to the same extent, I think there's a, there's a great amount of honor in what we do. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I can't remember the Greek general. And a responsibility. Huge responsibility. I think it's, it's a lot of responsibility. You know, that and, and there, you know, there, there's, there's just something to be said for being a human being about stuff mm-hmm. and, like, being willing to be the guy that really, the person that really, like, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I haven't done it and I don't do it, but I, I so many times I have to stop myself to say, hey, you guys, you know what? At least three or four times a week. Right. Go outside. And then, and that's one of the things that helps to kind of fuel going back into this thing. Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. yeah. Incredibly helpful. I mean, I think though that it, what, what it, what's amazing to me is that like when I was doing Book of Mormon, I never missed one night. 
never going to the stage door because well, I was, you know, the same thing. But I didn't have 150 people well, outside you know, the stage but door that's every the night. Show too, so you know, it, what I mean? exactly. Like it's, it's but and there was, thing. you know, what I realized with Book of Mormon is that we always thought we had young people there. Well, they were freshmen in college. Right. This is seven-year-old children who well, know yeah. every single word. Yeah. So it's a completely different, a completely different, different thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the amount of care that you take with each person, and you know, even with uh, people who we've brought, you know, my you know my mom. She likes Mr. Jackson. She's never so done this, but like so literally from the get go, when she first came to see the show, she wouldn't leave until she could take a picture with you. That's my, that's my girl. She said, that's no, my no, girl. Man. And then her. the last time, or fourth time seeing it, she said to me, now, um, who's going to be playing Washington? <laughs> <laughs> well, what does it matter when your son's your, the king, Mom? I got to meet all your aunts, too. That was, oh, that yeah. was, a, that was no, great. You are very popular made me very with happy. the O'Malley clan back in Cleveland, <laughs> that's Ohio. That's um, but, you know, that's because you have, you have a gift for, for that. And I think that that is, I think that's also another part of the success of this show. Because you, Lynn, and so many other people who have been involved, uh, Tommy, you know, like people who are not just good at their craft on stage, but they're good at their ability to share that with the world and they to were, let people in. They were like that before anybody knew who they were. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was there. Yeah. And and I have to tell you, they have been the consistency of their character mm -hmm. has been something is something that um, was very easy to see very early on. Yeah. And it that's why when you when you when you pair that with prodigious talent, incredible intuition. Yeah. And in, a level of intelligence applied to a thing that called this theater that has happened before yeah um but not so much not as much i think in our generation mm -hmm. that's what's produced this yeah i mean how do you put a company like our original cast together right you do it because you you know people mm -hmm. and you you know you you have an innate sense of of who people are of character of con and and you you're able to recognize someone else's ability to take what you've been given to take what they've been given and elevate it right and they put us in the position to elevate it right you know and, and it became this thing right um, but it's easy to see how all of that energy mm -hmm. can is, is sort of continuing because it starts from the very top Lynn has the Lynn is the same person he was when I met him in 2002 yeah he's just he's that he's just who he is yeah um, and he's and he's consistent with everything that everyone that he meets, yeah. you know. And Tommy's the same way. Like there, are, there just aren't many people in the world that I trust more than him when it comes to work. Yeah, I, I and I'll work. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if I needed anything, I could call either one of them, right. and they would they would help me because that's what brothers do. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I mean it's the the way you know even not. Before I came into the Richard Rogers into the show, I knew you guys peripherally and knew mm -hmm. who you were. Yeah, and was, you yeah. Know, but I always I knew who, what kind of people you were. Yeah. And and I think well. that that's, it really says a lot because, word gets around in our business. It does. You know, either we'll way, talk, well, especially so, the bad stuff. Yeah. Especially the bad stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just been such a a pleasure getting to be a part of this experience with people like that, yeah. you know? And and um and you have been so good to me personally. Yeah, and I'm you, glad that I get to I love you. thank you publicly. You. No, but I'm serious. You from the get-go, you've come up to check in on me in yeah. my dressing room. You've come, you've always when I when things have been going wrong in my family, you've asked about the health of a family member or things going of course, on. Man. You are a wonderful human being. You're very sweet. You and have to stop with all of those compliments. I'm I mean know. it. I'm glad I get the you know, chance Roy, to say it. You know, every time you know they say it, like every time you start a new show, you're starting your life all over again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you do have a chance to like if you've had moments of unfortunate experiences with other shows or you've just been through going through a bad phase in your life and you didn't you didn't meet the work the way you wanted to. Right. Whatever the thing is, every time you walk into a new show, you have another chance to start over. Right. right. So, I try to do it better than I did the last time. Yeah. Hamilton was the fourth Broadway show I had done in 18 months <laughs> when it started. Wow. And I felt like I'd had my first, you know, arguably first flop, you know, like holler, though we tried really hard, it just wasn't something that folks wanted to see and right. it closed very quickly um, there was no less honor in that no because we did it the right way right you know um, and so I my interest with this was really trying again to refine how I work and how I approach it mm -hmm. what I'm doing away from here you know um, I've always had a lot of things going on um, but trying to do it better on all fronts that yes, I'm on an opposite schedule with my kids because they're in school, and my wife, God bless her, has take always takes on this tremendous sort of mantle uh, while I'm over here on a stage, you know. Um, so my goal was to try to do it better on all fronts right. going in. Right. And then you know we did off Broadway, and that was just sort of a horrible winter and hard and all this, yeah. you know. And we were doing it for five bucks a week, yeah, you know. Yeah. And okay, Broadway, great preview start. A week later, my father passes away. Mm. And that was just like this. I was just not prepared for that kind of, you know, for that. Right. Because that's its own of thing. Course, that's, yeah. you know, and, and so it at that moment, it was really telling that I went home for five days. I came, uh, four and a half days, and I came back, and I didn't go home to drop my bags off. Okay, back from the ho from the airport, I came straight to the theater to work. Mm. Because the work was something that required, you know, I knew it was gonna hurt to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And I needed to get it out and get to it, get to that point as quickly as possible, put the medicine on it and start the, you know, the start the healing process. And when I come back here, you know, I got my best friend up there on the, you know, just feet away from me. Mm -hmm. And like, all it took was a look. And I knew it. it, it I, was, I was okay being back here. I was like, okay, starting the process of figuring all of the complexities of that event out while still doing the show. Right. And as with anything, when something like that happens and then you, you look up to see where you are, that then is now going to be linked inexorably with that event. The two events will be linked. 
right. you know, emotionally. And they have been, and they are, and they will continue to be after I'm long gone. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of shows can't carry you in a moment like that. Right. And this, this did. A lot of companies can't carry you in a moment like that. Right. And they did. You mm -hmm. know, I didn't cry at my dad's funeral. Mm -hmm. I cried when I had to tell the company that I had to leave for a week. Right. To go be at the funeral. Right. Because I felt like at that moment that I was letting every letting the work down. Hmm. You know what I mean? Now that may mean that I'm just absolutely obsessive and crazy, but for me that was the emotional solace. Yeah. That was the you know, that was the family that I I I I knew that I was I was standing in the gap for that I was um, that I was being strong for every night right. before that it happened yeah. you know and and so um, it's gonna that's that's the kind of thing I'm gonna think about when I leave mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's not the fact that I sing one last time right. one last time right, <laughs> you know what right. I mean like, which is like like everybody sort of wants to know yeah um, but it's 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 team the idea of team and the idea of being at your best for each other, whether anybody's watching or not. That's right. character. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and those kinds of things are just sort of, I don't, there, there's not a scale in which you judge that on. That's just the, that's just what you wake up for and try to be every day, you know? And if you do it the right way, people benefit. Right. People benefit. Like you're, you're, you have a, you have a greater effect than just walking in the door and telling a joke and trying to be funny or trying to be the guy that everybody thinks is looks the best or sings the best mm -hmm. or because that's that's all all of that stuff doesn't doesn't really get in the building like that right you know doesn't matter well we're um we're really gonna miss you around here oh man you really won't because i'm gonna pop in i don't <laughs> no one really gets away doing, from this family is i would what be I'm downtown if i'm if i'm in times square <laughs> i'm gonna come in here and use a clean bathroom right right and have a cup of coffee right and watch everybody else work really hard right. <laughs> yeah yeah and then i get to go <laughs> we we're in we're in your dressing room right now we're in this my, your dressing room for in the heights no this was lynn's dressing room oh this was Lynn. uh and as soon as they had announced when as soon as Tommy told me it was the Rogers. I was like, please, please don't make me be in the tower. Please let me get oh, on the other. Please, yeah, God yeah, in yeah. heaven, let me be on this side so right. that I don't have to like climb stairs anymore. Yeah. I was in the tower on the third floor right. where the Schuyler sisters are now. Right, um, I see, I see. But um, I loved it then. Yeah. But I, I've loved my little closet this here. Is, this is a really beautiful room. It's, but it's, we are. We're going to miss you. Cool. And I know you're going to be around, but you are uh, a leader. And that's why you're so good on stage. It's why you're so good as George Washington. It is a very, it takes a very uh, particular person to pull off George Washington. Yeah, and I think so. And you are that person. You Thanks, are, man. you just, you embody uh, leadership and, and you raise the bar for everyone here. And I think that, you know, you're a spectacular guy. Christopher Jackson. Yeah, you're going to really make me all misty, to, man. You got to stop. Got to be on a stage stop with you. Stop all that. I am. I am. I am. I'm. I'm, I'm well, I, uh, I can't wait to the next thing that you and I get to do. Because, yeah, see, be you don't get to say enough words in this year. So. I know. <laughs> I'm still, I was still giggling the other day about the, the, the speech that you, the first uh, Broadway Care speech that right. you made. I was like, oh, God. 
yeah, when Rory has more words, he's even funnier. <laughs> like you slay him with like just the the minimum amount of of, of verbiage of, yeah. of anyone in the show throughout your nine just minutes my of awkward performance. nervousness making but people you, laugh. Oh my god! It's, but it's like there's such an edge to what you do that is just different and and just I was like, oh yeah. Yes, of course, Rory O'Malley, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, it's not a game. It's not a game. We're grown ups. Grown ups are playing here. That's right. Yeah, it, it's gonna be. It'll be fun. But you know, yeah. I mean, now I can just sit up in your room and kiki with you. Exactly. Well, Come on up. I got a you couch. Don't, you don't really work. I don't much in the show. Tell people that. Oh, yeah, because it just <laughs> it doesn't occur. To, it doesn't occur to them that you that know, I spend most of my time at work in my underwear. Sitting on a couch in those red, it's white, so, and blue. Yeah, my, my that's, that's the enduring image. Trunks. You know, I know, that, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, hey, I just want everyone to remember where my true allegiance is. I feel you. <laughs> I'm I'm a, a real patriot. Oh, my draws are stars and stripes. Just so you know. Yeah. How uh, is how would you characterize your time here thus far, man? It's been the absolute greatest gift I've ever been given on a stage in every single way and Book of Mormon will always be special and it's the first time and it's something that gave me a freedom and a joy that um, I'll be grateful forever but this has been a dream and the, the reason is because when I saw you guys do it at the public downtown I said oh this is the greatest thing that's been written in my lifetime this is beautiful when the cast album came out I downloaded it that day, right. and Gerald and I were driving around Los Angeles listening to every single song. So the fact that all of a sudden, just eight months into the show, all, I was in there the show, yeah. it was like I was in fifth grade <laughs> and had just seen Les Mis, and someone said, guess what? You're on tomorrow, <laughs> You're buddy. <laughs> like, my head exploded. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. to get to join a show as a super fan, I'm a super fan of this show. That's hilarious. So it's take it took me months to kind of calm down and to uh, to 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 not just walk these these halls of the Richard Rogers with stars and and in my eyes and just feeling like this is absolutely the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I, I'm glad that I can walk through the door and and just be with my my family, right. the team. You know, right. it's nice. So. Um, it's been a dream come true, and it's been a dream because of people like you. So well, I appreciate you. I'm really, really grateful that you would talk to me when you, I know you're a busy guy. Podcast. And you're about to leave That's right. Um, Man, it's 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 so all good, and and I know that. Um, well, I get to come back and enjoy you perform because I've only right. seen you from the side. I've only that's seen. Right. I've never seen the show. It's so much funnier up front, you know. <laughs> <laughs> with the lights, I'm and doing the a lot more with the front of my face than the sides. I love so. it. I've I've got to see you many times, and I'm just uh, I'm thrilled that uh, I I know you. I know Christopher Jackson, the man now, because he's a good dude. I feel the same way about you, bro. All right, thanks a lot, bud. Thank you. Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 